Here's what happened last time on the Encourageable Party. With the aid of Horik's new bow, he and Shaft infiltrate the tower and attempt to deactivate it. Finding nothing to contain the second Eye of Dendar, and other attempts at shutting down the structure failing, Shaft has no choice but to bluff his way out, resulting in a conflict with the guarding constructs. Now let's get back to the adventure. Shaft, you can actually you can actually now see you out the obliterated door of the tower, right? Like, I would have. I mean, you're you're obviously pretty preoccupied, but like, you don't see Horik in sight out there. Um, you don't see Shakara. You don't see the cadaver collector, right? Like, that's kind of the peripherals of your current uh, surroundings right now. Uh, okay. Damn it. I'm going to pick up the pit, keeping the stone defender trapped inside of it, <laughs> okay. so I can at least eliminate one other thing attacking okay. me. That's my action. And then, oh man, do I want to give him an opportunity attack? So I, I mean, that's my action, so I can't pull the cube out um, of my bag. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> Okay, as a bonus action, can I cast Zephyr Strike, or can I do that after I do a the pick up the whole action? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's bonus for sure. It's a it's a bonus. Um, so what I'm going to do is so I I move like the wind until the spell ends. The movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. Once before the spell end, you can give yourself advantage on one weapon attack roll on your turn. So that's not now because I've already used my already used my action. So I have up to one minute. This is a concentration spell that I will get advantage, but um, can't give me an opportunity attack. So I'm going to run up the steps. 25 foot movement up the steps. Shakara, you can try to break the paralysis. 18. You are no longer paralyzed, although that was the yes. end of your turn. Yeah. Okay, one stone defender stuck in the portable hole. The other gives chase with its 30-foot movement up the steps with Shaft, is able to catch up to you, and uh, will again attempt to... It gives you a, a look over, a quick scan, and then we'll try to slam you. Oh, okay, really only getting 50-50 uh, here, a 10 into 23 for 12 bludgeoning. The Collector approaches Shakara. Doesn't really like that you're not paralyzed, but it will attempt to grapple you. So you can do your contested uh, athletics here. It only gets a 16, though. Oh, uh, 27? Was that with your disadvantage because of your exhaustion? No! <laughs> I rolled 19 both times. Wow. Okay. Excellent. So it is unable to grab you, and and those voices like ring up again, right? Almost like out of frustration. Although the volume is really the only thing that's changing, right? The the words they're saying saying never does, but it will instead just try to uh, hit you. Ooh, yeah, 27 to hit. 17 bludgeoning damage. Shaft. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and attack this thing. I'll go ahead and use my advantage while I'm here. It's a 25 to hit, 21 points of damage. 
that first strike is enough for the stone defender to to cease functioning you lash out with your weapon and it keels forward and then backwards down and clanks and tumbles down the tower stairs okay so i get it need all the extra damage and everything but it says whether i hit or miss my walking speed increases by 30 which i should have used last time so I'm going to go ahead and, and run up my regular 25 plus an additional 30 up to the top of the tower, or try to get to the as close to the top of the tower I can get with that movement. Does that get me a pretty good way up? Uh, you're more than you're more than halfway up. Okay, Shakara. Even though hex is a part of my hex magic, is still an action. I'm mean, bonus action, but it counts as a spell, right? So like I can't do hex and a leveled spell. Yeah, I think uh, as for, yeah, it's like as if you're casting. You get essentially a free cast of it because of your hex blood heritage. Yeah. Shoot, I want to cast darkness on the thing in front of me. Okay, remember you you don't you can't you don't cast darkness on a creature, but you you pick a point on right? a piece of yeah on one of its corpses that it's wearing. Uh, no. No? Well, what is still the creature. text of the spell? That's, <laughs> that's still technically the creature. You, right, you couldn't cast darkness on somebody's jacket that they're wearing. If the point you choose is on an object you are holding, or one that isn't being carried or worn. So I guess one of the corpses is definitely being carried and worn. Correct. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> now, you could try to pull Hork off, darkness him, and then let uh, let the thing put it back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to cast darkness right in front of its face, then. Okay. On a point I choose. Uh, and then that's all I can do. I will I will back up a little now, because I don't... No, it's not within five feet of me, right? Yeah, it, it is, yeah. Oh. Shit, then I'll stay put. It, well, if you want to risk that it cannot see you, you, it, you can't take opportunity attacks against a creature that you cannot see. I'll back up five feet. Okay. You do not incur an attack of opportunity. Whew. <laughs> uh, stone defenders are pretty much dealt with. Horik, come on, buddy. Let's get out of this uh, paralysis here. Hey, a 20. Okay, Horik. Horik, like, comes, to, uh, like, like, you know, finally is, 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 is fr- he's able to talk. He's like, <laughs> And, but he is still currently restrained. Now, strangely though, now that he has full mobility or, or, or most of it, like he's able to actually move his limbs, his struggling does incur additional damage as he's pinned to these spikes. Okay, so he's gonna take another 10 piercing. How's Hork looking? Uh, Hork is just about bloodied. Uh, he's not looking too too good. I mean, he's pinned to a metal monstrosity in addition to a a number of other desiccated corpses. It's not the best. (laughs) (laughs) The Collector, though, blinded uh, by all accounts. (laughs) Oh, no. Shakara, with your devil sight, you are able to see that that hinged mouth just falls open again. As it recharged its... (laughs) its That's two sixes I rolled to recharge that. 
Oh, man. It will blindly exhale into this tunnel as it doesn't... It's unaware of what's in front of it, but that's all that it can really do. So you can make me a, a, a another constitution. 18. Hey, okay, there you go. <laughs> Just. <laughs> and uh, it, it doesn't move. Shaft. You can hear the... Uh, as you're coming out of this tower, you can hear the suction cups of the... Oaken bolters on the outside moving around still. Okay, so I don't know where they are exactly. They're not on the front anymore. Right. Okay. I was sort of banking on them being out front. <laughs> well, I mean, you, but, I mean, you you can you get like a loose like estimation of where they are uh, based. You know, as you're running around this tower. Yeah. You're moving from the back of the tower, you know, to the side to, as you're circling the the stairs. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I was hoping their attention would be drawn to the front where the action was, is the idea. But um, I'll find out. <laughs> you will, because, yeah, un uh, kind of unaware of what exactly is going on out there. But Okay, so while I'm running up the steps, I will reach in and pull out the cube, sort of putting together, you know, that might be what the uh, other thing was looking for, the uh, defense stone defender was looking for. But I want to try to make my way all the way up to the top where the uh, the power source, the eye, is. Because at this point, cat's out of the bag, might as well put it in. <laughs> How um, many feet or more feet are you able to move in the one turn with Zephyrus? So that's only when I attack. Whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn. So I only get my uh, dash now, so it'll be 50 total. You'll be at the top in one more round. Okay. Shikara. Compact goes a lot faster when it's just the two of us. <laughs> I will step up five feet, so I all up in its face. And I fuego, so the darkness gets even dimmer. <laughs> if that's possible. That's a 24 to hit. Mm -hmm. 20 points of damage. Do you need me to separate the necrotic from the oh, sword? Yes. I mean, it's 10 and 10. So you slash at it with your weapon, and the the, the flare of the the anti flame, like the extra necrotic damage, you see is doing nothing. Okay, I'm going to attack it again. Does the actual sword damage do anything? It does seem like it is effective. Yes. It's a 21 to hit, eight necrotic that does nothing, and six sword damage. Oh wait, hold on, I can reroll ones and twos. Eight sword damage. And that's with your orc. plus four. <laughs> I, God damn it! Plus four. Plus eight more. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is how we die, people. <laughs> <laughs> and I will step five feet back. Okay, yeah. You, you're able to do so. Okay, uh, Hork is going to try to get himself out of, off of this thing. So he's going to do, uh, he's just going to make an athletics check to get out uh, off of this bloody, bloody spike bean thing. Oh, Horik, that's a one. Oh, oh man. Which, uh, which uh, comes out to be about, a f I think, a f yeah, a five total, but still, like, nowhere. So he does incur more spike damage being impaled here. You, you need to use a different die for him. <laughs> uh, only four more this time, though. Horik is now officially bloodied. So that was, that's going to be... His action, I guess. Yeah, that's his action to try to, to try to get out of that. The collector, you know, no, that's the almost seems unfair. Shakara, its hinged mouth 
falls open again. <laughs> and, he, and, and it lets out that blast. Oh, man. Come on, lucky die. You can do this. 18 again. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. I like this die. This time it advances blindly. Oh, no. Until it, like, essentially, it runs into you. Uh, and it kind of stops when it when it when it bumps into you, uh, as its action was its breath, so it can't do any more attacks or anything like that. Uh, shaft, you uh, with with just one standard movement, you're to the top now. Okay. All after all this, we're getting the damn eye. So <laughs> I take the bag, my bag out, and I try to put the the eye in by just wrapping the bag around. And getting it in there. However, I need to do that. Okay, why don't you give me uh, give me a sleight of hand? <laughs> Six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you do your best uh, to avoid touching it, but you do make contact with it. So you can give me a Constitution saving throw to avoid a level of exhaustion. As immediately the the even the briefest contact saps out of you, tries to at least. Twenty-two. Okay, that is fine. You are able to resist it even without uh, without the, the cube. And you see, though, as you have to make this check, you've kind of grown accustomed to the lightness, for lack of a better term, the, 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 of the cube's protection. That is clearly gone. The cube is out of juice. Any bit of, of that heat that was emanating from it because of how hard it was working to keep you protected fully dissipated it's completely inert now until it recharges again okay but you have it in your bag of holding it is now a glow but as soon as you essentially close the bag off of the tripod the sphere around you as if someone flicked a switch is off and you can see down the the tower just rocketing down the sigils just blinking out like this ring of blue light kind of is forced down the tunnel until there's nothing. And now it's the night's darkness immediately swarms in to replace the blue. And you've deactivated this tower by removing the eye from the apparatus atop it. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to take whatever movement I have and start heading back down the steps. Okay, well, I'll call that your action. So you're, you'll, it'll take you uh, two and a half turns to dash all the way back down now. Okay. And... Keep in mind the bag, because it's not contained in lead, you are emitting emitting blue light in a 15-foot radius. You're still in it, and you you will still suffer the effects, or whomever would be holding the bag would still suffer the effects. Shakara. Uh, I really can't do anything else because I am out of spell slots, so I am just going to whack it with my sword. Again. 21. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to bother rolling the necrotic damage. Nine. No. Nine plus ten is nineteen. Okay. And I will attack it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twenty to hit. Mm, that is a hit. Uh, it's twenty points of damage. And I'll back up ten feet this time. Thank you very much. Horik. Uh, Horik has had enough. He just pulls out his axe and is just going to attempt to beat at this thing, even though he has disadvantage because he's restrained. Uh, but he's just going to swing away and try to cut himself out of it, essentially. 
Okay, first attack is was only a 12. Uh, second one with disadvantage, though, is a 24. So he definitely hits. First one you see just... It's like... It's a two-handed weapon that he still has two hands on it, but he's almost like uh, reverse axe-throwing like over his head, right? But pulling it and swinging it up over his head to, to slam into whatever is above him on the body of this thing. The first strike kind of cuts into one of the desiccated corpses stuck on this thing rather than the cadaver collector itself right puff of dusted in, in uh, organs and, and awful completely drained from the from the blue light which shikara you of course notice is gone in this tunnel now is out second hit though uh, strikes true Ooh, almost max dealing 16 slashing collector Let's see if I can recharge for the fourth time in a row. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's a three. So no recharge. Okay. Oh, Yay! darn. You see it kind of... Start, Shikari, you see it start to just move forward, like, blindly. Until, again, it bumps into you. This time, we'll try to attack. It does have disadvantage, because it cannot see you. First hit is a critical fail. Second hit uh, is an 18. I will parry, which will give me a 24 AC. All right. Excellent shaft just descending would i know that we've tried to put the eye in the um in the bag of holding and i think we discussed that's not it's a magical item not an extra dimensional plane the portable hole though is an extra dimensional plane if i was to put the eye in the hole would that then not be emanating the portable hole description specifically says that it's another, like, dimension. extra-dimensional plane. It says, let me read it again here, portable pit. You use an action to unfold a portable pit and place it against a solid object. Uh, portable pit creates an extra-dimensional pit. Okay, but that's not extra-planar. It does not say planar. It says extra-dimensional, which I don't know what the difference is then. The way I interpret that is, like the bag of holding, it just creates extra space where there shouldn't be extra space. Yeah, it just says extra dimensional pit. So just adding it. So, so I guess what I'm getting at is I would, based on having both of these items in my possession, I would know that one would act as the other and it would not give me any advantage to try to do that. I would say yes. Well, yeah, so like you would know enough... Uh, I think you would, you, you know, you would have enough knowledge to be probably not wanting to risk interacting with directly the eye again to try and transfer them. Okay. In that case, I'm just dashing. Shakara. I'm just slashing. <laughs> 22 to hit. Mm -hmm. 17 then. 17 damage. Yeah, 17 damage for the first one and... At 28 to hit for the second one, 21 points of damage. I'm going to stay where I am because I believe he's on the edge of the darkness. I see. I see. Okay. Horik. Swinging away. He sees, like, this thing. Like, you're, as you were striking it, Shakara, like, some of those uh, aftermarket spikes additions, or you're, like, cleaving some of them off, right? Uh, even freeing some of the some of the corpses that are stuck to it, just falling in the darkness. Hork can't really see any of that, 
but here's your efforts, right? As he, he's kind of grunting himself as he's just going to try to attack again. Hey, that's pretty good with the 21. And, ooh, only a 17, which misses. But nine more slashing from Horik. Uh, and again, his movements incurring damage as he's pinned to these spikes. Oh, wow, he takes uh, another 10 piercing. I can't heal him. Oh, wait, I have a potion. The Collector. Again, we'll just blindly lash out at you, Shikar. Ooh, yeah, Lois is going to be a 25. And if I parry, that only gets me to a 24, so that hits. Okay, so the first one, 19 bludgeoning. And can you make me a constitution saving throw to maintain your darkness, please? Nine. All right, darkness goes away, meaning the second hit is not with a disadvantage anymore. As it can see you. <laughs> but it critically fails again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you see, like, it's like it was winding up already as your darkness dispels, and it just swings and kind of goes over your head and into the side of the tunnel. And actually one of its arms and the spikes on it get stuck in the dirt. Shaft, continuing down the tunnel. Yes. Or, sorry, tower. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> Shakara. How is this thing looking now? The way that it is moving, like you, you've obviously been able to see it swinging, right? It's its swings seem like it's becoming less and less accurate as you're dealing more and more damage to the mechanisms of it, and you can you can see too, in a number of places, the exposed soul sacks and those tubules, right, that keep it connected, and it, it is clear now that there are multiple of these things powering this one. Okay. 14 doesn't hit it, does it? It does not. So my, I reach out to... I'm going to try and pierce one of the sacks, and I can't get to it. 20 for my second hit. Okay. 17 points of damage. Oof, really good. Hork. <laughs> still still going, Hork. Still swinging here. So even though the darkness is dispelled, he's still restrained, so still at a disadvantage. Uh, yeah, but he critically fails for his first swing, unfortunately. Uh, and he, he's, like, still doing that, like, reverse axe throw, right? And the, the, the desiccated powder in the air, you know, kind of interfering with him, and he lets slip of his weapon on the first strike. No longer keep, unable to keep a hold of, of his axe. Meaning... Nothing to uh, perform a second attack with. Was he adding a plus four for his damage from my aura? Uh, he has not been, actually. It's ten feet, though, right? Yes. Okay. I will add it for this one. Uh, or, sorry, not this one, because he didn't hit. But he <laughs> takes six more piercing from his movements impaled on this mechanical monster. Hora, get yourself out of the way! Oh, what? <laughs> Collector. <laughs> Recharges. It's paralyzing oh. breath again with a five. Wow, that's oh on fire. Oh, my God. It'll do it. I know that look. <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fourteen. Unfortunately, Shikara, you are paralyzed. 
its hand is still in the tunnel. Like, it hasn't tried to free itself. It's, it's kind of just left it there, and so it's still kind of, like, got one arm almost, like, across its body as it's letting out this breath at you. Shaft, uh, you are at the door of the tower now. Okay, so I'm going to get to the door. I'm going to take a swig of my, well, the whole greater healing potion to get myself some hit points back. I'll roll that in a second. And I'm going to stick sort of my head out the door, looking up to see if I can assess where these oaken bolters are on the tower. It does look as if they have resumed their patrol around it, uh, because as you can clearly see, you don't see Horik, Shikara, or the Cadaver Collector anywhere in sight out here. Okay. Presumably, neither can they. Uh, so it does seem like they have gone back to that kind of staggered encirclement of the outside of the tower. All right. I think I'm just going to get down in the uh, running stance. And when I see that about 120 degrees apart, when one of them sort of... Uh, just overhead and starting to make its turn, I'm going to, and gives me the most time for only one to be in in my vision, then I'm going to uh, dash out. So we'll see however, however long that takes for the little dancing blue dot to go running across the open field. <laughs> Shakara. I guess I'll see if I can become unparalyzed. Fingers crossed. No, that was worse. That, that's not even in the teens that time. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, doesn't go your way. No. Horik, now weaponless, will attempt to free himself. That's ah, only a 13 <laughs> for Horik. Oh, no. Suffering, seven more piercing. <sighs> Cadaver grabs a hold of you, Shakara, and it's going to attempt to stick you to itself. That's going to be with a 27. As you feel yourself being picked up. And, and again, you're like paralyzed, so you're rigid. So it's not even like the uh, like throwing a corpse around, right? It's literally like picking <laughs> up a stick as it slams itself into... Slams you into itself. You take 21 piercing. That hurts. It, it, uh, its hand is still kind of stuck, though. Uh, so it can't really move away from where it is right now. Shaft, your time is now. You you have your gap, as best as it's going to be as far as a number of Oaken Boulders viewing the 120 feet stretch that you have to sprint through. All right, I'll run my full 50 then. Shakara. Where am I in relation to where Hork is, and am I face up or face down or like front to front with it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, tip to tip. You're, so <laughs> it's got Horik on its right shoulder. It has now slammed you facing it on its left side. I'm still paralyzed. Okay. <laughs> you gotta stop paralyzing us, damn it. I'm sorry. I, 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 the recharges have been insane. <laughs> Horik is going to try to free himself again. Okay, natural 20 for Horik. Horik yes. is able to pry himself off of these spikes. I'm silently cheering. Yay, Horik. Incurring another 11 points of piercing in the process. Is he still standing? Horik lands on the ground to a knee from, from the tears and the 
extra gashes as he pulls himself up. Stands up, barely able to do so. Picks up his weapon again and hardens himself for the incoming inevitable blows from this thing. And it is the corpse collector. <laughs> no! He rolls a five! Six. He rolls a five! Five, five and six? Five and six to recharge. <laughs> so, Horik, uh, as is this thing's modus operandi, again, it seems very simple. Like, they have... Uh, it's almost like they have, like, these... these. Think of them as directives, right? There's not much reasoning or, or logical thinking with these things. Their intelligence is incredibly low, so it will try to paralyze Horik. Horik gets a 15 and is paralyzed... <sighs> Once again, Shaft. I'm gonna continue to run as fast as I can towards the uh, towards the hole. You hear like Horrocks groans and, and and efforts, and then suddenly like they stop. Obviously, because he's paralyzed, but you, unaware of that, uh, could yeah. maybe come to a different conclusion. Shakara. Okay, I'm gonna get it this time. Yes, I rolled an 18. Okay, there we go. You are un- 23. unparalyzed. Okay, excellent. Uh, you are able to move once more, but that is the end of your turn. Horik, paralyzed, will try to break it himself at the end of his. Oh, he also, he gets a 19. Horik is unparalyzed uh, right nice. before the cadaver collector. Yeah. Does not recharge its breath. So it will slam into Hork. Oh, wow, a 13. That's going to be a miss. And a 12. Okay, wow, this thing has a plus 10 to hit. Shaft, you still have the cube in your hand? Yes. I mean, I'm running with it, yeah. Uh, so, Shaft, you kind of, as you're sprinting, looking over your shoulder, the oaken bolters begin to move around again as one spots you right. And they each start to look you up and down, and they do not fire. Uh, and now it's your turn. Okay, I think I can make it right to the opening of the the tunnel and still have my action. So I'm going to go to the, I'm going to run up to the entrance to the tunnel and I'm going to, can I see the cadaver beast? Yeah, yeah, you can see probably like the lower half of it at least. Okay, then I'm going to try to shoot a couple arrows into it. Uh, 19 to hit, 19 damage. 25 to hit, 13 damage. Shakara, unparalyzed now, but uh, you can arrows pinging into this thing like right next to you as Shaft starts to attack it. More metal and fabricated pieces, aftermarket fabs fly off of it against the impact. <laughs> still arms stuck in the wall. It's, it's, it's up. It's still going. Shakara. I'm not going to, but how funny would it be if I animated dead and one of the things... <laughs> Honestly, I was hoping that would be something you would try. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would work well for me, so I'm not going to, but I, I'm going to try and get off of this thing. Okay, you can make me uh, an athletics or acrobatics if you prefer one or the other with disadvantage. Uh, is it a 16 or a 15? So 15. 15 gets you off. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, you do take full low. <laughs> Four, 15 gets you off. Who, who doesn't? I mean, what, what more could you ask for? You take four piercing as you wrench yourself off of the spikes. One of which 
kind of comes with you uh, from the damage this thing, right? Like, and you kind of have to pull it out of your shoulder as you hit the ground. That's my turn, though, right? Uh, I mean, that was your action. You still have movement. And then I would uh, get an opportunity attack, so I will stay where I am. Okay. Horik has his weapon once more. We'll just try to deal the last blow to this thing. The 26. Six points of damage for the first strike. Second one, uh, 18. Another six. That's as low as he can... About as low as he can roll. <laughs> his second his second axe, though, comes onto the joint where the arm is just shearing through the metal and the entire cadaver collector just collapses to the floor of this time. Yes. I'm glad Horik got oh. to do it. Horik deserved that kill. Hey. Well, okay. And we are now out of initiative. Yay. Oh my goodness. Horik, are you okay? And I... Get <laughs> I'll conti- continue to run up. Do I hear him when he's Yeah, talking? yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am also hurt here. I'll pull out of my bag a greater healing, which I'll give to him and have one myself. All right. Very nice. 19 for Horik. Almost max. Is that better roll than me? I got 15. And those were all my potions. Yep, I only have one regular one left. Hey, Tobias, your name's... Yeah, and look what I got. And I hold the bag up. We will not make it to Dracol with that. Well, that's what we came here for. We Can can we put it someplace? Maybe hide it in the Bahir. I have an idea. Looking at the corpse collector, I could animate one of those things, and it could carry the bag several feet behind us so that we are not affected by the light. I sort of look at her funny, and I go, yeah, better than me. I agree. Shigara, could you roll me an intelligence check, please? I rolled a 19. With disadvantage? 13. Okay, you're kind of looking at the, some of the state of uh, many of these corpses, and... They're like husk. They're like it's as if they've been mummified, right? The way you punch through the bahir as you landed on it. Potentially, uh, I'm not sure how you can raise three at a time, right? Perhaps three of them may be able to uh, have the strength in the the condition of their bodies, right? After the effects of of the uh, the light, perhaps the three of them together would be able to carry a single bag of holding. The, like the d- increased state of decay and desiccation uh, of, of the corpses. So it's like just, just brittle. Correct, yeah. They don't have any strength. I am not certain it will work with these, though. They are quite far gone. I could try. It, it, you might as well. Uh, if it doesn't work, we can always hide it someplace until we can get a lead box. All right, I will try. So do you want me to do any kind of roll or something to see if it works, or...? Oh, you for sure are able to animate them. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not the three of them together... Are strong enough to... Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You definitely, um... I imagine you're going to try to pick some of the juiciest ones. Yes. (laughs) Here, help me pull these off. (laughs) Hork will will help you, yeah. All right. I I help. 
Make a nice pile. This one's really sticky. Oh. Good, good. Throw it over there. <laughs> sort of drag it over. Oh, it, the bottom half came off the top. <laughs> oh, grab the bottom half. We need that too. Oh, there's more. Dude, get one of the other ones. We need all we can get. I guess we spend a little time trying to unpuzzle these pieces <laughs> from this uh, corpse collector. Now, cadaver collector. I'm assuming that you are you doing something with the bag of holding? I won't assume anything. In fact, what are you going to keep it on you? Or are you going to put it, like, in the tunnel and then away from so that you're all out of its effect? Because it's a 15-foot radius. So if I know that we're all going to be affected by this within 15 feet, I'll, I'll move it down the, the tunnel, uh, further down the tunnel, about 15, 20 feet, and lay it down over in a corner, sort of put a rock over beside it to, to cover up any glowing or anything. Great. Lushki's turned in initiative. She picks up... Lisky, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Great, you're, okay, you're outside of its effect, so so that's fine. And, like, once that tower, right, as soon as that tower goes down, then Shaft, once you're finally away from the bag of holding, it's like there there's the that pressure that you just got kind of used to and the drain that is finally gone, and you really realize just how much being in the light, even making your constitution saving throws right, just how much it actually affected you and how how much how better you feel outside of its influence, even after the battle and being cuts and scrapes and impaled and pinned and restrained and smashed without outside of that light, it, it's the difference is as stark as the difference between the dark of the night and the blue of the light. Yeah, I'm sort of glad to put that thing down. We definitely need a, a lead box if we're going to take this thing back to Izzy. Yes, we are, I guess, going to go to Drakal. We're going to have to hide this thing somewhere. We cannot take it into the city. Right, yeah. I think that's our best bet. We can leave my uh, servants with it to guard it while we go find a box. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we leave soon, we can probably make it to... Uh, by daybreak. First, let's get out of this tunnel. Okay, I think uh, we'll try to go find a, a spot. Is there somewhere outside, recall? We can hide it. So it is not so far away from us. So there's different ways to get into recall. There's some tunnels. Neogi infested? More than likely. We could send them ahead of us, clear out the way. What, these things? I point back at the corpses. Yes, carrying the eye. I think our best bet is to, to, to st- stash it someplace and try to get to Drakal and get the lead box as fast as possible and get back. I, I don't think we're going to be able to take this thing with us anywhere. There is nowhere closer to Drakal we can stash it. Do I know of any place uh, that would be a outside of the city walls that would not be a tunnel where Neogi are? You know, like a hidey hole or something that so I know there's, there was different ways that you could get in and out that we talked about in earlier episodes, but there's no guarantee that, the, you know, that the, the, the Darklings were using. Well, you asked um, Jolvi and Bakla, and really, well, Bakla more than Jolvi, but jo- Bakla said, like, yeah, that farmstead uh, north of Drukal, certainly there were a number of buildings there, more than just the barn that you had to fight with the original Jolvi in there. Um, 
there's that place. And yeah, like you mentioned, there's certainly like sewer culverts where you could creep into the city limits through through those tunnels. But again, you're trying to avoid the Neogi. Yeah, I think one of the outbuildings. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you certainly, like the last time you were there, like it looks as if it, it was abandoned and it hadn't been used as, as an actual like farming house uh, for who knows how long. I think that's our best bet. There's a, I know a place. Good, because I do not want to come back here. No. No, I think we had to call, we, we get the sled box, and then we gotta hightail it to the, the portal near uh, Zexa. And rest at some point in there. Yeah, I, I could probably use a good rest. Alright, let's go. Come on, Hork. He's like kind of dragging his grace, like he can barely holding on to it. Hork was very close to dying. Oh, again. <laughs> I had like 20 hit points. Yeah, Hork was down to 11. You kind of direct, Shakar, you direct your undead minions, uh, the three of them together, in, uh, as, as synced up as you can get them through the, through your, <laughs> the control you have over them through the, the coven magic. The three of them each, uh, like six hands on the, this bag of holding. And they are able to just clear it from the ground as it's just kind of as it as they move right. It kind of drags every couple steps, but the three of them together, as desiccated as they are, are able to carry the bag of holding, uh, and you can have them like what twenty feet ahead of you or whatever. So you're outside of the the effects of the blue light. Yes. Now I assume you are going to take this tunnel to where the front line and then climb out there is that the plan will we be able to get those things up we're gonna have to climb up tie them on there and pull them up individually correct <laughs> that'll take a minute i mean why not as long as they don't <laughs> fall apart as long as they got enough uh, meat on their bones to you know keep them together in one piece we'll give it the best shot <laughs> Worst case scenario, we tie our 50-foot rope and drag the damn thing behind us. <laughs> well, that, yeah, honestly, that's also a, a possibility. Um, let's so, so you get to the hole in another, like, 30 or so minutes, right? Um, and the rope is still tied off from up there, right, that you use to climb in. So you all can use it to climb out and try to pull the, pull the zombies up. I don't know what we're, <laughs> we calling this other ones. What, what are these ones' names? Because they're not all orcs. There's There's... You know, a human or so in there, so dorks may not be appropriate. <laughs> um, they are husks. They are dead husks. Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got your huskies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to essentially tie a rope around a husky waist and try to pull it up? Yep. Kind of like around the waist and under the... <laughs> it's like not just one loop, but kind of like... <laughs> okay, you're you're trying to make a, a rope harness for for the yes. harness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not just around the. Yeah, you know, we don't want the cinch and cut him. His arms and his legs are, you know, like he's uh, what? He, what's that movie? Uh, Mission Impossible. Dangling. <laughs> Who is uh, tying up the huskies then? Because I'll take a, I'll take a sleight of hand for whomever is doing it. Or actually, pardon me. I'll take a survival um, for for like you, I, any of you can tie the rope, but I'll take I'm a survival for for the knot that stays and the way the harness is crafted. Shaft, can you tie them up, please? Oh yeah, no problem. I am very 
Worn out still. I start running through this rib and around that rib and sort of give it a double knot there. And hey, I, that probably will work. 13. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, Horik will help to pull it up. These things, like, have no weight to them. All the fluids from them are, like, completely drained, right? Like, think of their their skin is like a, the consistency of, of a dried leaf that you would step on and crunch, <laughs> right? Careful, Horik. Not too fast. Hey, watch it. When you pull him through the hole, his head, his head's going to hit. Hey, see that, see that, <laughs> okay. see that, no, no, no. Hit. Push his head with your foot. Push his head with... <laughs> no, he's going to come out. Okay. Good. All right. Only a Good job. Good. <laughs> I only need a few of those for each hand. Okay. All right. That's the... That's the first one. <laughs> the first one gets Throw up the there. rope back down. Throw the rope down. <laughs> All right, come here. I go over and I, I sort of wrap this one under the arms and around and... Okay, that's an eight. Okay, this one's good. <laughs> okay, Horik pulls slowly and you see under the arms the, the rope starts to dig into their flesh as it tightens and cinches and Horik pulls. It gets about halfway up before from its sternum down separates against the rope as it digs and you can kind of smell the rope burn as it shifted and its bottom half falls as Horik pulls its top half. Ah, that's a, that one's no good anymore. Ugh. I was afraid of that. All right, I got a better idea. We, I got a better way to tie the next one. Here, th- throw the rope back down. <laughs> Hork will untie the torso and throw the rope back down. Just throw that one back down, too. He, he's no good for this. <laughs> Hork gives it a bit of a kick, and it just kind of <laughs> to the bottom, into the bahir. All right. <laughs> okay, this time I just wrap it around and around and around and around until I don't have any rope left for the rest of the 50 foot. <laughs> And I uh, tie it off. There, that's not coming loose. Now, nice and slow. Now, you mean like the way in which you would tie up somebody to leave on a railroad track from an incoming <laughs> yes. train? Okay, from yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I make sure it's tied off pretty good so he doesn't yo-yo down, right? And of they course. call me the evil one. All right, give me, a, give me a survival with advantage this time. You've, you've learned a little bit from your first, first two trials. All right. Well, that's good because I got a uh, 20 crit. Okay. Somehow this one comes up out of the hole in better condition than which it went into. As Horik is unraveling it. <laughs> and this, yeah, this, you got one prime desiccated zombie. So you got two. You got there two you out go. there. That's the ticket. If we ever need to do that again. <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> okay. How many? Do we have any more? There was just the three here. Uh, all right, throw the rope back down. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, there's crap all over the rope now. Pull this rope back up and send yours down. This one, I can't climb that thing. <laughs> Shaft, you're such a whiner. You could all get out of this stinking tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you think these two can handle this? We shall see. <laughs> the two of them grab a hold of the bag, and they're able to drag it behind them. So it is decreasing as a whole the group's movement speed right as you're kind of trailing these these two uh, huskies uh, essentially their their speed is is halved so you're moving you know it'll take you twice as long to cover the distance back to Dracol as it normally would 
My speed was only at a 15 anyway. My speed's halved. That's okay. So you were kind of slowed down at that point uh, regardless. So uh, Time-wise for us to get to the uh, little... Barn. Barns or whatever, outbuildings at this rate, you think? Yeah, from from where you are, I think it would take you about another three hours or so. How long till daybreak? Daybreak uh, will probably be in just under four. Okay. Now, oh, sorry, apologies. That's actually at, <laughs> that's at a normal speed. So the half speed will take you more like six. Can you uh, summon your steed? I have no energy left for that. <sighs> well, let's move as fast as we can. More than likely, we're going to be uh, the possibility of us being seen before the sun comes up. I agree. We need to go as quickly as we can. As I continue to hobble, stroll, <laughs> John. <laughs> okay, and you make it like uh, across the the darkness, You're kind of looking up back to the the paladin camp. Like from here, you can see the fires right uh, up on the mountainside. But as and as you near the base of the mountain, it actually begins to snow uh, quite heavily. Very heavy snowfall nearly whiteout condition so you will have disadvantage on perception checks outside of 30 feet uh, that's how heavy this this snow is falling which completely obscures your view of any of the fire lights from the camp or the, on the mountainside uh, as you are crossing the open terrain and that uh, the abandoned like farmstead is essentially so, so it's west of your position, right? It's essentially due west, as you are north of the actual city of Drukal. Still nestled kind of at the base of the mountains as that, like, you know that that place was essentially a staging ground where yogis and their thralled orcs were coming down from the mountains to take the wagon so that the people that the Darklings were offering them right as part of all part of this, all part of Hannah's agreement that she had with them. That's all. Of course, what you've uncovered throughout the adventure. So it is still re relatively close to the base of the mountains, but just outside of the city. Does it look to be in relatively good condition? I mean, a place we can stay out of the snow and maybe take a rest? Before you get there, though, we are we're approaching dawn. Uh, although, I mean, things certainly get lighter even with the snow is falling, right? Uh, very gray, gray and overcast. But you all have not taken a long rest, so you will have to make me a constitution saving throw. The DC for this is only 10, though, uh, much lower than the effects of the, the light. I bet I can fail that. Well, keep in mind <laughs> it's a saving throw, so just a straight saving throw. 19. 21. Horik gets a 9. <laughs> oh. So that is Horik's second level of exhaustion. He's slow like me now. Meaning he is moving as fast as Shikari is. So uh, a long rest will get rid of one level of exhaustion. A single level, yeah. Level one's not as bad as level two, though. That's true. So as you're progressing, the three, four hours go by, and then as this, the sun rises uh, in the current conditions, you can't see up above you, but you can all give me a perception check to for hearing, so you're unhindered by the storm, at least. Or the, the snowfall. 11 for Shaft. 9. 
And yes, that was with disadvantage. I remembered this time. Well, Hork got a 21. So he's actually the only one that actually kind of hears this. But he, he kind of motions, you know, smack, gives Shaft a bit of a, a, a smack. Hey, that's uh, 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 something up there. I, I don't hear anything. Where? And as he's pointing it out, uh, Shaft and Shikar, you actually begin, like, you focus on listening for something. Um, and you don't you don't hear anything at first. And then you can kind of, as clearly the it gets closer, you hear the the sound of flapping and like the the sound of the the airships. Uh, it's it's fairly unique the the, the whirring sounds of, of the dragons in the hall. Right, somewhere up above you, not seemingly not too very high though, uh, based on how well you can actually hear them and how loud they are. It does seem that they are kind of passing overhead of you, possibly towards the Paladin camp, but moving northward. I wonder if that's Grimby. Ah, uh, I don't... It, it might be, but we can't afford to be seen with what we have. It would be nice to have their aid right now. Yeah, but, you know, they're part of the Paladin crew, and I think with what we're doing right now, we, we would not be welcome guests. My family would aid us, but yes, there are still many paladins to deal with. Let's, uh, let's keep this on the download till we get this taken care of with Isabella. Do you think they saw the blue light? Let's hope not. And I'll put my head down and keep walking. Another two hours pass, and through the conditions of the snow, the two structures, so if you recall, the barn itself was kind of in an L shape. And the property was also kind of fenced in. There was a, a gate outside of the barn that had, you know, seemingly always left open for the wagons coming and going. And then a little, a little actual house, too, about 50 feet away from the barn. Enclosed in, in the same fenced uh, property. Of course, this building you had never, like, gone into or, or searched at all. Uh, but you arrive here and... There's no, it doesn't seem like there are any signs of life. I mean, there's no lights anywhere. Like, there's no torchlight you can see anywhere. No tracks? In, uh, you can give me uh, perception here as you're approaching. As obviously the, the, the snow, the floor is, the ground is now blanketed in snow. That's only a nine for me. Twelve. Neither of you see any signs of, of tracks made in the fresh fallen snow. To the barn? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me, let me pop up there real quick, just to make sure there's no lingering yogi or anything. I tell the huskies to stop walking. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> I will cast my last Whoa! pass without a trace. We're getting ready for a rest, I hope, so I will try to sneak up and, and, and look around in the uh, structures. All right, roll me a stealth. As you approach the house. That'd be a 20... 37. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodness. Shikara, uh, Shaf very quickly disappears from your sight just because of the, the snowfall, right? And the, the hindrance in, in vision from it. He, he, leaves, he literally leaves no trace because as per the spell, <laughs> he leaves no footprints in the snow. You, you couldn't follow him if, if you wanted to. And Shaft, you approach 
you know, you get to the, the fence line, uh, which is just like a simple, like three horizontal slats, but four feet tall, right, uh, fence. So there's like gaps in between each of the slats of which you could very easily slip through or under as you progress to the house. And again, no no lights. Uh, you kind of creep right up to it. You can make me a perception as you approach it. 17. You don't see anything. You don't hear anything. I will crack open the door if if it is unlocked. It is, and it swings open with a tiny creak as the hinges groan. You step into, like, a, immediately into a, a, what looks like a kitchen area, right? Like, there's a there's a table which you would have a, a food at. There's, a, like, a potbelly stove of which you would tend to f- cook on, uh, essentially, that kind of thing. And past that, uh, kind of in this more open concept, like, clearly another type of, like, living room uh, with a set of stairs that leads to a second story. This is a very small, kind of quaint-looking little little house. But even amidst all the, the furniture, you see what look like shells, or, or like egg shells. Clearly something like hatched the remnants of, of it. I'll go take a look. Do they look like, you know, there's still uh, stuff inside of the egg, remnants from when it cracked, or is it dried like it was some time ago? Yeah, no, these are these are completely dried out. Um, there's like there's no intact eggs, right? It's just like leftovers. But uh, amidst them, though, there's tatters of flesh strewn about, uh, like like gristle. It's clearly something here that like having been devoured and just the the scraps left over afterwards. Okay, I think I'll take a quick little jaunt up the steps and see if there's anything up there and in the in the two bedrooms up there you find similar scenes as in the kitchen and in in the living room just the the leftovers of a hatchery i'll head back down sort of open the door walk out where they can see me give them a wave and to say you know wave to come on safe thumbs up so shaft as you rejoin them uh you actually kind of notice that once you're kind of about 50 or so feet away, like outside with the with the heavy snowfall, it actually does block the light, the blue light. Like there's enough of uh, interference between enough distance, unlike like the tower can be seen on a clear day from like miles away, right? This hmm. very much light, smaller source of light. If, if there wasn't any snow, uh, yeah, of course you could clearly see it, but... It's not like penetrating this weather effect. There is a limit to like the visibility of it. Um, so it does seem like potentially it could be put somewhere deep enough and far enough away from someone's sight that it, actually the light could be blocked. Okay, so I'll, I'll relay that to them. Yeah, it looks, you know, with the snow and everything, that's really given us some advantage here on this on this light. It's, it's, it's hard to see. That's good. I say we get in here, we... We place it, maybe, you think we could go over and, like, pull up a floorboard or something and put it 15 feet over away from where we could take a rest? Is it big enough of a of a cabin to be able to do that? Uh, so once you're kind of looking around for such a place, uh, yes, you do find that there is a, a trap door for, to, like, a cellar in, like, one corner of the, uh, of the, the living room, right? 
So there is like a, a, a basement and, you, you know, a rickety set of, uh, you know, half rotted wooden stairs that lead down into this kind of dank smelling and uh, and moist <laughs> cellar down here. <laughs> and it's just like it's just like dirt walls. It's there's no it's not stone that can, you know, like the foundation or whatever, but it doesn't continue down. It's just dirt, obviously heavily packed, but it, it's it's damp and, and wet down here. There are a few barrels and wooden boxes. Uh, each of them looks like they've been empty for some time. Kind of rotted food scraps, very minimal, left in there. Like, again, amount of time that this place has been unused. Difficult to tell, but it's very clear that it has not been used in at least a year, two years. Okay, let's go down. Let's get down in here and put the 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 sack in a box. We'll put a barrel on top of it and put your buddies down here and they can sort of meander around down here as we uh, get a little rest and then head to call. I will tell them to wake us if anything comes near. Sounds good. So that'd be the plan. I sort of go down there and, and you know, like I said, put it under in a box, stack it over, put a few things on top, make it look like it's just, you know, a bunch of useless junk. We'll sort of lightly move the the well, the uh, huskies slowly down <laughs> the rickety <laughs> stair <laughs> hoping they don't twist their ankle and fall and shatter <laughs> come back up put the close the trap door and then maybe slide a couple of those egg husk over top of the trap door to sort of you know hide it somewhere to obscure it okay yeah and then take a long rest all right, you can, all three of you can settle in for a long rest. It does seem safe here. So where are you positioning the huskies? With the bags in the cellar. Okay, so sorry, but you had said you wanted to give them directions if something comes to wake you. Like, down there, they won't. No. Um, I'll tell them to guard the bag against anything other than us. And I will call Sparky to watch over us as we sleep. Sparky, come. Sparky appears and uh, it flits over to your shoulder immediately and kind of like climbs down your, your injured arm, like to your hand, right? And gives it a, a sniff and like a, a bit of a lick, <laughs> like a, a dragon tongue kind of flits out uh, and a bit of a, a kind of a nuzzle against your wound, right? Against your, the, your, your withered hand. Yes, it was worth it, I believe. It doesn't really even hurt anymore. And I kind of flex it and wince a little bit. <laughs> so, so I sort of lean up against the wall next to Horik. Sort of take my boots off and lay back. I go, so uh, just to fill you in, things might get a little dangerous from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you, you never know what might happen. Um, I, I suggest we get some sleep. I'll, I'll tell you when we wake up. That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. But before you go, I got a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to encourageableparty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft, 
Or, you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring! <laughs>